Hello, all. Good afternoon, 3 p.m. on the West Coast. Uh, action just finishing uh, in Olympia, Washington. And we have an action, seems like one of our biggest actions in uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, are still going on. They've literally run out of postcards to send to Obama. That's how amazing uh, this day has been and uh, and how amazing Kimberly Ann and uh, Tanja Hosley uh, have done today uh, for uh, Leonard Peltier and his overall effort. Uh, Sebi Fernandez, uh, are you on uh, co-hosting with me right now? I sure am. Hi. How are you? Good afternoon. Ah, beautiful afternoon. Hopefully, hopefully it's uh, as sunny as it is down here in LA, up in the Bay Area. It is. It's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Good to hear. Well, we have, uh, as, as I just said, the uh, post. They ran out of. They had to write. Kimberly was telling us that they basically had to make. Uh, postcards uh, or, or letter or I don't know. It's like a makeshift piece of paper with signatures and uh, a message to Obama. And I, I don't know if she'll cut out each particular signature and then put it on a, when she gets more postcards or what, but that's pretty cool. Pretty Is Kimberly amazing. on the line? Uh, she's supposed to call in any uh, minute, second. Uh, awesome. Yeah, Tonya is supposed to call in uh, later, and uh, any other uh, supporters of Leonard, welcome to call in, and uh, hopefully get. So see, uh, Olymp- since Olympia just finished, hopefully get somebody uh, from there as well. Um, but there's a lot for of- our viewers. Or our listeners, Kimberly is um, actually one of the board members for Together We Stand, and she's just been an incredible addition to our team over the last six months. And she actually heads up our youth um, discrimination division and anything having to do with uh, racial discrimination in our schools. So she's she's an incredibly dedicated woman, and um, we're super super lucky to have her. Indeed, it's it's she's uh she's just one of those people that you're lucky to either know or I guess in our case uh, work with, or even luckier than most. <laughs> but it's she does, she's uh pretty darn good uh, what she does and uh, helping uh, get this. Uh, uh, try, try to get colonialism the heck out of here. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I know this is an unpopular thing to say, but I, as Trump is the devil, but at least now it's waking up uh, a lot of people, especially colored people, uh, to be like, oh, wait, I think we should probably end this system now. I, I, think, we should, I think we should end it because it's a little too oppressive and genocidal, and Leonard Peltier <laughs> is a perfect example of that. So, yeah, and we uh, will be uh, in D.C. in six days scheduled to be, and um, 
Uh, I mean, the, the two things I'm worried about, because I, I know I'm the main person representing uh, TWS uh, and this uh, collective there, is the uh, the cold, since I'm a Los Angeles boy at heart, obviously number one being Leonard, but uh, the cold, that's that's going to be... Uh, it's gonna be a little tough for me, but I'll I'll figure it out. Leonard's in wor- worse shape, so it's it's it'll be all right. <laughs> it'll be all yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's gonna be, uh, you know, for the long haul, and it's it's a necessary thing to to do. Um, and I I don't know if you had a chance to go over with everybody exactly what we're doing in DC. Before I got on the line, um, uh, no, I mean we could uh, I definitely uh, go over that right now. Uh, well, I was on. Uh, it actually held off on this for a number of reasons because we, I was planning it. Um, but we will be there for a maximum until January twentieth mm-hmm. at I guess eleven fifty nine p.m. at night. <laughs> uh, or until uh, Leonard Peltier is freed by President Obama, that being the purpose. Uh, he, it's, he, I mean, he should have been in there in the first place, and he's been in there for too long, and he's getting sicker by the day. So that's, I mean, that that's it. I mean, we have 68 days to help get him out, and that's the uh, purpose while we're there. At the same time, uh, we are, I mean, even as we speak on this uh, show right now and uh, the actions that are taking place. Um, we are in solidarity with Standing Rock every step of the way. Um, I have, oh, both of us uh, have friends coming and going and prayers and good thoughts and going their way every second. And like I was saying on the first show, Tara Hauschka being put in a cage, a dog cage, um, Trip shirts and all. It's uh, thank God she's uh, her physical well-being is okay, but that that's happened way too often. Uh, Natani uh, means he's a great uh, hip hop artist who happens to be native. Same thing happened to him. I, just, I mean, it's, so this is not ab- not abnormal, and it's just they yeah not they won't not be- abnormal for our government to put citizens who are protecting their own land mm. in dog cages. That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, that that uh that's kind of ridiculous to say at the same time. Like jeez. <laughs> what <laughs> Oh my oh we have uh geez, we have uh, a couple callers. I'm trying to figure out which one is um Two one two at New York. Uh, Susie. I, I think yeah, that should be Susie. Mhm. Hi, Nolan. It's okay. Susie. Welcome, Hi, Susie. Uh, Susie. Hey, Susie. How I are think, you? I'm good. I think we have both Kimberly and Tonya on the line right now. Let's see what happens here. Uh, hello. Hey, it's Kim. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. Hi, You're Kimberly. a rock star. So now we've got Susie Bear, who is the maker of the film Warrior Life of 
uh, Leonard Peltier and uh, and uh, Dr. Bateman. She is here to talk about what's going on in Minnesota. Um, and uh, as I said before, she's an incredible, invaluable member of the Board of Directors for Together We Stand. So welcome, both of you ladies. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> welcome, indeed. How, how are, how, I mean, we've seen pictures and, and videos, but how, how, I mean, describe what the day's been like. Um, it was a really great day, so it started off with, um, so we joined local organizers here who were um, doing a fundraiser for Standing Rock and the Water Protectors, and um, so the day started with a march, um, which all of you have been involved in, so you all know how um, powerful that action can be, and it was peaceful and beautiful and um, full of life and community, which is awesome. And then um, throughout the day, they had things uh, programmed. So there was music, um, healing centers with um, different healers present. Um, and then I was there gathering signatures and speaking to people about Leonard um, and uh, achieving his freedom, which um, you probably all know, but the AIM was started here in Minneapolis, so there's a lot of people who are familiar with Leonard's story, who know him personally or know his family um, or know some of the other people who were involved at Pine Ridge um, and at Wounded Knee, so it was really an incredible day. Sounds amazing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, it's Tanya here, too. Uh, okay. Hey. hey. How are you? The other really um, amazing thing is that we, as a community head, we bought a teepee for the community to sign to send to Standing Rock, and that was um, outside the AIM Interpretive Center here on the avenue. And so people, I sit out there for a long time, and the support for Leonard is just amazing. People really, the hard part is, is people just were not aware that he's still there. And, mm, wow. you know, and everybody wants to support him being out, you know, and like I said, it, it, it struck home because it is, that is our people and this is where we're from and this is where AIM was started. So it's personal to a lot of people. Absolutely. We, we ran out of postcards, didn't we, Tanya? <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> like, were like begging us for more. <laughs> yeah. I know. Still, I know. There's. There's still a lot of stuff that we can do to, you know, I'm a part of a lot of other actions that are people really want to get behind this. And um, like I was telling Kim, if we can get more postcards or whatever we can do, a lot of people in the in the community, especially now at this time with uh, who's coming into office, and I think people really want to stand up against this. So, mm-hmm. Well, we had Peter... Um on earlier and he is they have thousands of postcards being printed this week so um, we can certainly get as many as you need out to you Um, I I know that Susie has a time constraint and can Mm -hmm. only be on for um, another 15 minutes or so so I'd like to give the floor to her um, real Mm -hmm. quick if that's okay absolutely 
I have to, this is Tony again, I have to get off the phone because I have to go help with this other event. So thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of this. Oh, hey, thank you, Tanya. Love you, Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, love you too. Miigwech. <laughs> um, so this is Susie. And, um, you know, I, uh, when I um, spoke earlier, I was talking about the film, and um, I had mentioned that I had been emailing with uh, two of Leonard's lawyers, Cynthia Dunn and um, Martin Garbus. And they, uh, before I went to speak at the screening at Harvard Law School a few days ago, I wanted to get an update on what his legal situation was. So um, I'm just going to read a little bit from what uh, Cynthia sent to me. And she let me know that they uh, filed their petition in February, um, this past February, to the Office of the Pardon Attorney at the Department of Justice. Um, And that... A petition must be forwarded to the president in order for it to be considered. But that still hasn't happened yet. According to um, the Department of Justice, they are swamped. But as we all know, this one deserves uh, to be pulled out and expedited. Um, They have farmed out some of the work for the drug petitions uh, to a third party who's, you know, uh, going over their petitions, and this one should be too, or this one certainly should be given uh, more consideration. Um, She said that the FBI has been notified, the FBI has notified the legal team that they are actively opposing the position, the uh, petition. The FBI Agents Association, run by former agents, is managing the opposition. Um, And she says, I find the failure of the FBI to look beyond a 40-year rhetorical, graceful, a uh, federal, federal prosecutor is ridiculous. Um, the petition is for clemency. Um, unlike their prior submissions, it doesn't argue the verdict. It requests Leonard's release in the interest of justice and reconciliation, it, and that it's supported by humanitarian scholars around the world. Um, and then she talks a little bit about Standing Rock and the failure to face history can lead to perpetuation of intolerance um, as we're watching it unfold in North Dakota. So, um, you know, I think she's, she's telling it like it is. It's, um, it's still a long shot, but it's something that is very important. And, um, and this email back and forth was prior to the election. Uh, in my humble not that um, politically educated opinion, I think all bets are off. And um, though President Obama is very, um, uh, feels very strongly about what his legacy is going to be, um, he may be interested in just doing whatever he can as much as he can. I think that I'm, I'm finding a little optimism there. Also, you know, when I spoke at, um, at Harvard Law School, there was someone brought up the fact that um, President Obama is the first president in however many years to go to uh, to the Pine Ridge Reservation, and he did, and he stayed there, and he talked to the people, and he was very respectful and was treated very well, and as a result, um, did several things. I, I don't rec- I can't tell you off the top of my head what he did, but um, that leads me to believe 
that there is someone in his office, or this was in um, 2013, there's someone in his office, at least then in 2013, who encouraged this to happen. I don't know who that person is. Um, I am optimistic that that person is still around and still has the ear of the president and is maybe encouraging um, this to happen. That's uh, that's all I got. <laughs> that's a lot. It's it's not it's not a little. It's a lot. Yeah, uh, you know, and with with yeah. Trump going into office, I mean, at this point, what does anyone have to lose? I mean, exactly. I, that's kind of my, what I'm my thinking. Hope, my hope is that it's you know President Obama just does what I wanted him to do from the get-go, which was just fall to the wall, let's do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, right? What do we got to lose? <laughs> yeah, because nothing, nothing good is going to happen um, with this president. Certainly certainly not anything good for Peltier. You, uh, yeah, the, the uh, general. Yeah, the... Uh, yeah. It's been the... I was on a show, uh, John Kane, wonderful, uh, John Kane's wonderful program, uh, Let's Talk Native, uh, in New York a few months ago. And Susan, mm-hmm. that's how I came in contact with you. We were on the same show. Mm-hmm. And this is before uh, the election, of course. And it was, you said it, he said it, and I heard it before. Uh, whoever wins the election, it's uh, it's well not pardon Leonard Obama's it and now like we people who don't uh, know too much about Peltier they they really know uh, if they're in support they really know this is it uh, so I mean yeah less than, we have less than seventy days uh, we're working with American University we'll uh, have we'll have an encampment for hopefully less than two months but uh, knowing the way things go, and, and uh, Susie, you said it to us a few times, Hope if Obama does it, uh, it will be probably right as he's out halfway out the door, uh, yeah. handing the keys uh, to Donald and uh, Melina or Melinda, whatever her name is. Millennium. Um, millennium. Let's call her Millennium <laughs> for the hell of it. Um, anyway. So this is... Stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, there's a lot of, I mean, I'm as constrictive bad. as the English language is I'm with the uh, descriptions, there's Why? a lot. There's a lot there. I'm so, yeah, I'm so not in a politically correct mood at all at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in a politically correct mood since I uh, came across a man named Malcolm X as a, as a teenager. So I, I, I'm there with you, Segway. Uh, so, you know, we... This and uh, I was I was talking with a gentleman uh, by the name of Mike Davis uh, about an hour and a half ago, and he uh, has been in support of Leonard for a while, and I do mean a while, like uh, you, Susie, and uh, he's been all over the country uh, for Leonard. He's been to Standing Rock a couple of times. Uh, he's actually white, but he is full uh, in full support of Indigenous people and the genocide they still face. And uh, speak, knowing what I know about the case and, and as our efforts uh, have percolated over the last number of months, I feel more and more hopeful that the right thing will be done and Peltier will be free 
Um, I, I'm talking to, to uh, Jay Winter Nightwolf, who I was on his program uh, yesterday, announcing that we will be in Washington. Uh, when the first time I talked to him, he said, oh, my son's name is Nolan. And Nolan is, is a very unique name, um, for better or for worse. And I was just like, wow, are you, are you serious? Uh, and that, that, those types of things, uh, for those who believe in kismet or fate or not, I, it's kind of giving me more hope as we go along and seeing what's going on. Like uh, Kimberly and uh, Tonja have, have told us uh, the support for Leonard is it's palpable. It's, it's beautiful. It's uh, you can't contain it. I mean, they literally ran out of postcards um, and we'll be sending more uh, to y'all uh, as soon as we can. Uh, thankfully we're partnered with the international Leonard uh, Peltier defense committee who has a bunch of them. So that won't be too much of a problem, but yeah. So, I mean, like, I think you it's said, also it's, a good, sorry. Um, I oh, wanted well, to chime in and say, go ahead. I want, I wanted to just say that, um, you know, for folks that are just individuals that may just have themselves or their families that, you know, could, could fill out a postcard and send it in, um, you know, that aren't going to be needing hundreds and thousands of postcards sent to them. We do have a PDF that um, can be easily yes. printed and sent, and that will be posted um, tonight on the Together We Stand website, and that is um, togetherwestand.nationbuilder.com. Um, so that's just a really simple, easy, takes you 30 seconds to print it out and pop it in the mail sort of thing that everybody can do to, you know, make uh, just one more push towards saving this man's life. And, um, you know, every single one adds up. And, you know, also, um, as Peter was saying earlier, um, calling the president, it's, it's not like you're calling to actually speak to him. You talk to um, an answering person and you just tell him, I'm calling about Leonard Peltier, and that person just makes a tick. And the more ticks, the president gets to know these things. And it, it really does not take much time. It's, it's a very easy thing to do. I recommend calling the president. Absolutely. And Absolutely. on that note, I'm going to have to say goodbye. Thank you so much for this podcast and for all that you, um, Sevji and Nolan, have been doing. It has been such a pleasure working with you, and I'm so happy to be continuing to work with you. We yeah. ain't done yet. That's no. right. <laughs> no, we're not done yet. And no, we're not. No, it's, it's been a pleasure to, to have you on board, and, and um, we'll talk soon. We appreciate you calling in again. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Have okay. a good night. Okay. Take Bye-bye. Care. Thanks. Yeah, Susie, Susie's pretty, uh, pretty cool. She has done so much uh, for Leonard, and uh, and I think it's interesting about something like that. Like, it's so easy to just give up because for forty darn years, that's I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, 
but she's kept going and kept going and 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 she said herself that the support has gone up and down over the years so you could as a human being you could very easily just check out and go well i'll just follow the crowd you know it's just not happening um and uh, i mean kimberly uh just still with us uh, could you kind of speak on that well right i mean right now like you were saying uh in today was the energy was so positive and and this is one of those inspirational type of moments it's like how that kind of felt for uh leonard um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like Tanya mentioned that it's, you can see generationally the elders all recognizing, um, what I was there talking about. And then you can see the younger kids, you know, the kids and the youth coming up saying, wait, who is this? Like, what, what is this? And still on board, but it sort of had gotten lost from people's consciousness, I think, over the years, which is, like you're saying, you know, it's been so long, it's difficult to maintain any sort of movement over 40 years. Sure, um, but, absolutely. Yeah, the, you know, there's a gallery in Minneapolis, actually, at, um, at the AIM um, headquarters that's dedicated to, to Leonard, and I sent you a couple of pictures of that, Nolan, um, one that says end mass incarceration and um, there's mm-hmm. artwork in there of his and then um, kind of in dedication to him too. It's really powerful and I'd seen it before um, as a child but didn't know what it was. You know, I didn't I didn't understand sort of what what I was witnessing. So you think just the the revival of people's knowing about um, him and his plight and getting behind freeing him is really it's really important it's really meaningful yeah that that's that type of uh that type of support it's it's it yeah it's it's powerful and it's and it's meaning meaningful and it's it's in it's it's interesting when you when you're talking about an individual uh but this is one of those individuals where it's very warranted uh, mm-hmm. And he represents so much. And, and Mike Davis is uh, he's uh, his mother is one of the lead advocates for Kevin Cooper. Uh, so me and uh, his, his mother Carol are on the uh, on Kevin's team, and I told her about mm-hmm. what we're doing for both here, and you know introduce each other. But Mike was saying that it he represents so much of not just indigenous uh, the indigenous quite although he does obviously but the movement at, at large and one reason uh why i think so many people are on board and a part of our collective and so many uh, uh others said throughout the years and even now if he if we are able to help get him out it just absolutely pushes the movement forward so far it's, mm-hmm. i mean just putting a number out it's like putting the movement forward 100 years uh, because he he was pegged well before I, said, I think I said this before on the other show well before uh, that shootout happened uh, so oh, they yeah. wanted him in prison for a long time and sadly yeah. they succeeded uh, but yeah that's I mean it's, and again thank you Kimberly for all I mean everything and uh, this amazing being uh, part of this amazing day and uh I mean the the pictures getting from you guys is that good of 
good of uh, a good of media I've ever as I've uh, seen. <laughs> that's just that's inspirational. <laughs> it I'll really, get out. Yeah, it was really, and, really it was a great day. I think it's awesome too the fact that the younger generation is is seeing this and sort of there's been a revival involving them in their history. Um, you know, we we you know deal with this. Um, you know, Nolan and I, as you know, Kimberly and you as well, we are activists in the Black community, and um, and you know our children have lost their heritage, their um, sense of where they've come from, um, as well. And I think that. When we have opportunities like this to bring them in, to get mm-hmm. their input as well as to, you know, just really let them see what the struggles were that came before them, you know, we have to take those those opportunities every time we can because that ultimately is what's going to change our our future um, moving forward. Absolutely, and the correct information, right? Because so much of history has been um, softened and and kind of rewritten in a way to make it more palpable to everybody who isn't oppressed to listen to. Um, and so, you know, there's an idea for sure for me growing up in Minnesota as a white person thinking like, well, after Wounded Knee, things were okay, you know, sort of like, that's not accurate. And so providing people with actual real information and stories. At the um, screening we did, Mike Forsha spoke and did our question and answer. And listening to him speak about um, his experience, and Leonard was um, imprisoned when he was 11 years old, he shared, and his memories of that and the people he knows and um, the way colonialism has worked um, in the communities has really been destructive. So I'm hoping that this can be withstanding rock and this, that it can heal um, some of what's, what's been done to the native communities. Exactly. And I mean, here we are, we're just off of Columbus day. Um, a national oh, holiday, and a lot of this, and you know, we're right around the corner from Thanksgiving, where you know, oh, everybody sat around together and you know, left together and had a picnic. <laughs> and it's like, um, no, people were raped, people no. were killed, people were, you know, land was taken, it was bloody, it was horrifying, families were torn apart, and yet white America and much of much of America period just simply because of our educational system you know gets together on Thanksgiving and that's a time of joy and you know family coming together and there isn't any acknowledgement that you know for a whole people you know that that are from this land not us because we're not from here uh, mm-hmm. Literally, it's a day of of pain and and of us celebrating that pain and just the corruption of our you know learning institutions. The fact that our kids are still growing up to this day, 
having no clue is is beyond me. It's it's beyond me, and I, I can't uh, I can't fathom what it would be like uh, to be native and to experience that. I would I, I be just. I mean, I'm speechless, and I. I I'm, I'm, I don't even have ancestors who went through that. Um, it's just just horrifying. So I think you know it's 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 imperative that we share Leonard's story and that you know at this time of year in particular um, we educate everybody, children, adults, everybody, because the reality that is presented to us. Um, here in the good old U.S. of A. is nowhere near what the reality actually was and is for uh, the indigenous people and, um, you know, for people of color. It's just, um, it's it's truly a time that we can jump in and, and learn. And I think that, you know, we've had, uh, screenings um, at universities and colleges across the country of Warrior, um, The Life of Leonard Peltier that, that Susie Bear um, courageously um, put together. And uh, I want to encourage everybody to take a moment to find that movie. It's, it's on YouTube. You can see it on YouTube. Um, we'll also have a link up on our website uh, by the end of today that, um, right now. If, if you're yeah if you're interested in ordering an, a DVD from Susie um, you'll be able to do so on the together we stand website um, which is together we stand.nationbuilder.com um, and we'll also have ways for everybody to volunteer um, over these next um, two months. Uh, as we work to uh, have Leonard freed from uh, from prison and uh, have his life, you know, spared, uh, you know, he he absolutely will die if he stays in prison, given his um, health conditions and the lack of our um, criminal justice system being willing to properly care for inmates who are ill. Um, so, I, yeah, I just think. Yeah, it's, and it's a great film. So, it, you know, aside from the fact that people need to know the story, it's, it's a, I think it has like an 8.4 on IMBD. Uh, it's wonderfully made. And, you know, I've seen it a few times because I, I was at a few, uh, a couple of the screenings myself and not saw it before. Um, and like you said, it's the utter forced delusion uh that we've gotten from our education system is it's unfathomable uh and i i kind of get taken back when people say the problem with the education system in america is finance well yeah okay to a point that's true but it, the bigger problem is the forced, uh, the bra- brainwashing. The capital of the country is named after America's Adolf Hitler, for goodness sake. And every, I mean, I, I don't, 
Trump's the devil. Yeah, Trump's the devil. Trump's the devil. Where in the last 200 years since that, you know, it was Philadelphia and Chancellor Washington, I, I have not seen anybody protesting the fact that nation's capital is Washington, D.C. He killed Native children. He killed uh, Native women. He surveyed Native land to then take and literally burn the cities to the ground. Uh, he he helped cultivate uh, and strengthen this horrible genocide that even Adolf Hitler himself copied uh, in a lot of what he did for the Holocaust and the horrible things he did to the Jews. But nobody has any idea. And when you bring it up, people are like, nah, it wasn't that bad. They all died of accidental disease. It was in the past, blah, 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 blah. And the, the crazy thing is, it's not in the past. I mean, look at Standing Rock, look at Peltier. Um, that's that's what we're dealing with. And we have to, uh, It's it shouldn't have to be a burden, especially for colored people, because we have enough problems. But we have to uh, educate and especially educate our own people uh, because in the large scheme of things, we're the only ones that's going to be able to get get us out of this. Uh, you know, it's and that's why Leonard's fight is so important. Uh, he he has done some, still does so much. Uh, the things he does for Native children, whether it's uh, toy drives or uh, education. Uh, uh, fundraising uh, scholarships I mean it's he does more from prison than most people and a federal prison so he has very limited access to do anything but he does more things from prison than most people do uh, you know as an alleged free person in society so and that's the person we're we're fighting for and he needs he needs to be free it's it's not even a, a question uh, so that, that it's a bit it's a it's a big task, but it's definitely uh something that can be done. I I would not be a part of this if I didn't believe it could be done. Well, well yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it doesn't it does not end here. Um we are organizing uh with uh the Leonard Peltier Foundation, and we're also organizing with the students at American um, University in Washington, D.C., and we will be on the ground uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, starting next week um, until either Leonard is, is freed or Obama leaves office, and we certainly um, will need supplies and the support of people, and um, we will have uh, a ways for, for everybody to donate either uh, supplies, warm blankets, things of that nature, or um, funds to to help keep the, uh, the protest going um, up on our website as well. So there's, there's lots of ways if you're not able to get out into the street you know, to to protest and you're not able to go to Washington, D.C., um, you certainly can call the White House, as Susie said, and just uh, say you're calling on behalf of Leonard Peltier. It takes you 30 seconds. You certainly can 
download the PDF that's going to be on our website. And if you're a larger organization that needs uh, uh, to have an extensive amount of postcards, uh, we can get them shipped to you. Um, so there's, there's just a lot of ways for people to get involved. Um, if just sitting in their living room at home, um, we really do encourage uh, everyone to do so. Uh, I can't fathom what, uh, you know, as a daughter, I would be feeling had my father spent 40-something years in prison for a crime he did not commit, and he was dying there, um, which is exactly... Uh, what Kathy Pelfier is going through and um, exactly what the uh, rest of his children are going through. So, I, you know, it's certainly, certainly a difficult time. Um, and, uh, you know, we really need, need folks to step up. Uh, I always try to say uh, whenever I'm giving a talk that, you know, it's so important that people just take action now. You can't wait till it drops itself on your doorstep. You know, we we are a community as a whole, and um, you know we've lost our humanity in this country. We are too individualistic, and we, you know, people just don't um, don't take the time and. Uh, to, to see is my neighbor okay? Is is this, you know, if this is happening to them, this could happen to me. You know, what can I do? I'm just, I encourage everybody just to please do something. Um, complaining about it on Twitter and Facebook is not helpful. Um, but you know, take some action. It's certainly fine and great to have dialogue, but action is what is needed, especially moving into the next four years with a man like Donald Trump in charge of our country, it is um, pretty frightening. And not one of us, not one single person can roll over, sit down, shut our eyes and be quiet uh, or we will forever uh, suffer the consequences of what that man and the folks that he is going to be bringing into play um, will do if, if allowed. So well, and it, you political know, rant. <laughs> no, I, it's it's uh, that, I mean, it's, it's, and I don't think anything, what you said was I'm in a weird position uh, and I think all, all of us on the call uh, are in a weird position. The, the woker you are uh, the less you get surprised uh, a lot of times, though I'm in this position as a black person and as a black man. Uh, and I'm kind of thinking like, this is, this is bad. I mean, this is, this is good at all. Uh, but I'm much more fearful for Arab people in this country. Uh, any woman of any race in this country, uh, Hispanics, Latinos uh, in this country, um, and you know it's the sad thing that it, it it took this guy to win for 
a lot of people to finally understand how disgusting the system is. Uh, and when people, you know, people say, oh, the system this, the system that, well, I mean, it, facts are facts. I mean, I, I have a, a friend on death row right now, Kevin Cooper, 23 hours a day in a cage, and he didn't murder a soul. And there's more black people on death row in California than white people. There's 20 some million white people in California. There's 4 million black people. Do the math, you know. Um, So, I mean, black people, native people, we've been through, we're still going through uh, hell that is unimaginable. Um, But it took this for a lot of people to wake up. The question is, do they continue to stay awake or do they go back to sleep? because uh, there's, I don't know, there's a maybe a hope that, and you've seen a little bit of it because there's, uh, Trump came out the last couple of days saying he, and this is a dumb human being. He is, I, I actually read uh, Obamacare for the first time today, and yeah, I'm surprised that this isn't that bad. So he's he's now pissing off his own uh, base by saying he may not repeal it. He is such an idiot. I mean, it's just he's, so frightening. Like, I mean, it's really. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad this is my own podcast, so I can say whatever the hell I want to say. But like, this man is kick it. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. And I'm sitting driving with my son. I have three boys. My oldest says to me, so, Mom, you know, who do you think it, this is worse for? You know, we have, uh, you know, is it worse for the blacks? Is it worse for the, you know, Hispanics? Is it worse for the Muslims? Is it worse for the Jews? And it's just like, you know, what's going on? Like, is it worse for, I said, it's worse it's for every single one of us, women, you know, it's it just, you go down the line. If you're not a white, privileged, you know, individual, you are screwed, and particularly a male individual, you are screwed. And, you know, I feel, you know, he won because of the ignorance um, and the lack of education of a lot of white America. And these are not people that he gives one Mm-mm. Bit of bit of crap about, um, and and they'll soon learn that you know um, it, it's it's um, it's it's. Well, will they learn that? Because like it's we're thirty years out of uh, Reagan, and they still worship the guy, and you know a lot of, I mean, capitalism has gotten worse, and the the. The, the the widening of the the gap uh, in terms of who's making how much money has got only gotten bigger. Uh, you know, it's, it seems like. I suppose that's just how deep racism goes, then, huh? But, you yeah. Know, well, yeah. Even if we have nothing and we are going to stay completely poor and completely ignorant, you know, at least you know, they ain't getting nothing. You know what I mean? It's like I I, I may be um, in a bit of a pessimistic mode at this point, but I think that that probably resonates with a lot of folks across the country right now who are 
um, just sort of coming out of the days of the fact that that man actually is, you know, going to, in effect, be the leader of this country very soon. Um, it's just frightening. But this is this is when we have to step up. And, you know, I know there's been major protests. Uh, there's been rioting. You know, but what it comes down to is that we need to be smart about this. We need to organize and we need to challenge his plans and challenge his proposals in a very uh, careful and well-thought-out way so that we can actually be effective in stopping some of the things that he's going to try to do. Um, You know, protesting, all of that is great. It's a necessary part of a revolution, but uh, we also need to put our our thinking caps on and and really uh, challenge him and the policies that he's going to propose um, uh, with, you know, whatever legal force we can. And it's going to be difficult times, but certainly now is the time that you, you certainly cannot stick your head back down in the ground and and uh, pretend it's not happening. That's the, that's the key. And, I mean, that's why uh, the fight for Leonard is so strong. Uh, we've had, uh, what, uh, Democratic presidents uh, twice, two eight-year terms uh, since I was born in 1987, uh, and we've had our share of Republican presidents, and none of them did the right thing, and free Leonard Peltier, um, let alone so many other political prisoners and uh, people who put their lives on the line, like an Oscar Lopez Rivera, for example, who like so many other freedom fighters uh, have gotten kind of lost in the shuffle. Um, this, we get it. I, I, I don't want to, no, it is an opportunity. We take the opportunity to uh, finish the job of our ancestors of Malcolm X and sitting bull and Frederick Douglass um, and uh, all, all the folks who gave their lives for us trying to liberate us from the hell that we've we've been under since the Portuguese uh, kidnapped us from our homeland and the uh, Europeans uh, came over to the Caribbean and decided to act like a genocidal maniac. And he still has a day uh, in remembrance for him. Uh, God bless America. Uh, (laughs) So that, I mean that that's what we're that's what we're fighting against. That's what Peltier represents. That that liberation that it's it's uh, it, it it seems out of reach sometimes. Sometimes I just break down and want to punch a wall until I break my hand. But uh, the fact that the movement uh, nationally has been restored uh, restarted or re-energized after Mike Brown. And Trayvon uh, were murdered. Um, gives us uh, some kind of it's like a I don't know a weird form of hope. But speaking of hope, uh, Segway has to bounce because 
uh, we both have uh, many things on our plate, and uh, I'll take it home from here. But uh, so, yeah. I'll uh, I'll talk to you very soon and say good. Take get, take thirty seconds to say whatever you want to say. It's fifteen or whatever. However long. Hey. Okay. Well, I just wanted to um, thank everybody for their participation today across the country in uh, all of the events that we had for Leonard, and um, thank you to everyone who called in and participated in this. Uh, incredibly informative discussion. I hope that it makes its rounds um, to many, many more people. And um, again, uh, you can find us if you'd like to get involved. Uh, We are a nonprofit and we work to dismantle racism, discrimination and police brutality nationwide through education, advocacy and legislation. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TWS Revolution. And our website is togetherwestand.nationbuilder.com. And our 800 number is 1-800-528-1084. So there you have it. (laughs) So, you know, we have a lot of work to do, and I hope that um, people take a chance to get involved and make a difference because we need every last one of you. And I thank you, Nolan, for being like such a great partner in this. And I'll let you take it over from here. All right. You have a wonderful day. And uh, likewise, uh, none of this would happen without you. Take care. All right. So I am all alone here by myself. <laughs> Oh, wow. So we are at 4 o'clock just about on the West Coast, and uh, we have actually heard from Mike Davis, the gentleman I was talking to earlier, uh, not only, uh, I think today, but just in general, uh, for the first time I saw the sign, it was a free Leonard Peltier sign on the uh, gate to Standing Rock, like at the entrance um, so it's, I mean, it's just the, the powerful. It's just that's the that's the powerful type of thing that we can create just from the standpoint of solidarity. Um, yeah, you, the fact that uh, the protectors at Standing Rock can take a second or a minute, an hour or whatever, to do anything else is is heroic. Um, and to be in solidarity with Leonard is, uh, from, from that standpoint and that, in that situation, uh, is, is certainly heroic and God bless those people. Every, I mean, I don't care what faith you are, or if you don't have, uh, good thoughts, prayers, anything you got every time you, they come into your brain, send them your Send them your way. Send them, the, send them, send those prayers and good thoughts their way, because they need them. Um, America's weaponry uh, and manpower is no joke. Um, I honestly should not exist as a human being uh, because I am half white and half black. Uh, my parents would not have met without slavery. How fun is that? 
uh, spent many a time thinking about that particular thought. Like, wait a minute. Hmm. That's disturbing. But so goes colonialism. Um, and the crazy, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, and Leonard, again, per, I mean, this is my, I'm still talking on this podcast as we speak. Um, Native people and Black people uh, have trauma literally pounded into our DNA. It is in our DNA. This has been scientifically proven that trauma, we have to deal with trauma from birth because of all the hell that we want to go through and and have been through. Um, And that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking when you hear people say that, you know, your plight is in the past and you see your, your mother, your father, your uncle, your brother, your, you know, your daughter, your sister, your cousin killed uh, because of their skin color. Uh, My cousin has been in a coma for 12 years. Uh, because a white woman tried to kill her for the very for the sole per, for the sole reason she was black, and uh, my other cousin, who is her son, is the sweetest, smartest, uh, nicest guy you will ever meet, and it's it it kills me every time I think about what he's had to deal with growing up, and he was like. 11 when that happened uh that was 12 years ago and he said to see his mom you know in a vegetated state and i sadly can speak to that uh my mother died of cancer when i was eight and i saw her slowly losing strength and have the life sucked out of her by cancer uh so i i i saw what my cousin had to had to deal with and it it killed me uh he you know but you know point being this is an ongoing issue uh, for colored people and really any non-white cis male in this country is oppressed in some way shape or form but especially talking about colored people and black and native people it's man alive uh yeah the whole Trump thing, and as awful as that is, uh, it, the thing that annoys me, other than the fact he won or was even a nominee, <laughs> uh, we're seeing all these protests for Trump or against Trump, and there's been all these problems that my folks have had to deal with, and Native people have, have had to deal with for so long, and and. I'm kind of sitting back, like, where the hell have you guys been? Like, what, you, you you guys have you guys have eyes? Like, what 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 have you guys been doing all this time? And this is not, a, you know, this is not a, just like the last five years, the last fifty years, the last hundred years. This is a five-century uh, issue. Uh, yeah, how do you stand back and watch slavery just? keep going? How did you stand back and watch, you know, black people being lynched publicly, publicly, burned alive publicly, um, which 
if you know the story of Darren Seals, who's an activist in Ferguson, that still happens, apparently. They still burn us alive. So go figure. Um, but that, again, it's an ongoing issue. And that's what people need to get. Uh, we can't have the race discussion until it's acknowledged that race is a problem, which is funny, as I always say, because white people invented race and racism and the whole race, the whole concept of race. And we have white folks telling us that, uh, well, you, you stop making everything about race. And we're like, well, stop killing our children and we won't. <laughs> I mean, geez, you have a, a, a two-year-old and, and this this is one of this, those stories that, that enrages me and makes me very sad. Uh, Kira Friedman uh, was a two-year-old native girl uh, who was taken and put in a white home, even at the pleas of her grandmother, who's native. And she was put in a home with drug addicts and very, uh, it was documented, they were very unsafe parents, and people, and, and she not be parents. And Kira died because of her father, her foster father, good. her father, my gosh. Uh, and there hasn't been an ounce of national coverage. It's a two-year-old girl. Who cares what race? Two-year-old girl died because of a grown man. And there's no national coverage. Are you joking? So, again, that's what we're dealing with. And it's it's heart wrenching, it's enraging, it's depressing, it's 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 so many different things. Uh, but we have two choices: uh, oppressed folks, especially uh, black and indigenous folks, or there are some black and indigenous folks. But lay down and take it, or get up and fight. You know. Uh, what was the line uh, James Brown uh, used? Uh, it wasn't his line. It was, uh, I'd rather. I'm gonna. I'm gonna remember it later. I'll. I'll Google search it and then say it. But the point is, yeah, I, I'd rather get up and fight uh, than just lay down and take it. Uh, and and there are times where I just want to lay down and and not so much take it, but lie down and just cry myself to sleep. Uh, it's, I mean, this is not easy. This is, this is not easy. I don't care if you're a revolutionary or, or an activist or, uh, just, uh, a colored person in society dealing, dealing with all this, but it, this stuff is, it's not humane. It, it, you, you, we shouldn't have to deal with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I tell this story all the time that my father, who was a Black Panther for about five and a half to six minutes, uh, 
but also an activist uh, before and after that. Uh, he tried his best not to let me become what I have become. Someone who is understandably angry, uh, someone who's fighting the system, and is, I mean, he, you know, feared for my safety if I went down this path, which I did, and half. You know, my my phone's been tapped multiple times. I I I was arrested before I even got into social justice. Uh, you know, I you're in harm's way if you do this stuff. Uh, but it is interesting how uh, easy it is not to fight back, which doesn't make any sense the way the way that's said. Uh, but it, just think about that for a second, because if you fight back, then you're putting yourself in even more danger. You're looking at a situation and fighting a situation that seems impossible. I mean, it's like fighting the Roman Empire. You know, this is very, very difficult. Uh, and it's, again, it seems impossible. But I'd, ra- I'd rather do it this way than the other way. And it's, it's very interesting now you have. Donald Trump being president elect, just like the Simpsons predicted. And you have a situation where the white populace uh, who are on liberals on the left side, whatever, very distraught, very uncomfortable, just like, uh, this is, we can't let this happen. We can't let this happen. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And again, I'm um, what are you going to do? What, what, what are we going to do this whole time? Where, again, where have you been? All, <laughs> said famous line, where have you been all my life? Where have you guys been? Where, what, what, what have you been doing all this time? I mean, we saw the, the images of the, the continuous images when they actually play it on mainstream media in the United States of the pipeline in North Dakota, you know, of the dogs going after children, a pregnant woman, women. But you're just like, yeah, it, it, I mean, day, hey, it, it, life's hard. So it's too bad, you know, uh, like, but now, now you're you're with it now. You get it. So <laughs> seriously, it took you. It took this. It took the man who donated to Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential campaign for you to get it, for him to become the president. That's what it took. That's that's uh, that's, that's something else. That is something else. And here's here's the line. It's um, I bet this is James Brown and the song is. I mean, there's times when I'm just into this song because it gives us so much hope and power and confidence and as uh, black people. Uh, but it's say it loud. 
I'm black and I'm proud. James Brown. We're people. We like the birds and the bees. We'd rather die on our feet than be living on our knees. And that again, that's how, that's. I'd rather. <laughs> I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Uh, when I was younger, uh, high school, becoming a young adult, I had the idea that we're never getting out of this. We are never getting out of this. It's too difficult. We've tried so many times. We've had amazing people. I mean, X, Truth, Douglas, Tubman, Davis, uh, some who are still alive, like Angela Davis. And we still haven't been able to liberate ourselves. But uh, in the summer of 2015, uh, when it was a, it, it happened within a week. It, I mean, this is when stuff, uh, people, uh, college people started to kind of realize, like, man, this, this is getting worse. They're killing more of us. Jeez. Sara Lee Circle Bear, uh, she had two children, indigenous woman, South Dakota. Uh, she was arrested on, as usual, uh, petty uh, crime. So often, yeah, you know, two or more people get pegged for, uh, and she had been complaining of uh, stomach pain, and the JL didn't listen. And then it it really came to a head because she actually collapsed while they were trying to move her to a different cell, and she died. She literally said, "I'm not faking." I'm not faking. And she died in jail. And she wasn't even 25 years old. She had two kids at home. Those two kids still don't have a mom. Uh, Paul Castaway, uh, same week, Native man, schizophrenic, obvious uh, mental disability. Mother calls the house, uh, calls the police because she's, she fears for her son's safety. And cops come and execute him on their front lawn. He had a knife to his own neck. This has been documented. This has been proven that he had a knife to his own neck, not to the police. But the cops executed him. Uh, And I've become uh, good friends with uh, Buzz Circle Bear, Sarah Lee Circle Bear's brother, uh, wonderful dude, and uh, Gabriel Blackout, who's Paul Castaway's brother, and they're both uh, fought so hard for their uh, fallen and murdered siblings. And of course, that was the same week Sandra Bland was killed. So that just set me that that reset my brain, <laughs> my heart, my soul, uh, and I just went, okay. Uh, I don't think I could just sit around here anymore. I got to do something. I just, I just, I have to do something. And uh, since then on, I've been doing whatever I can to pick apart um, this system. And uh, here I am. Now I'm 
happen to be a part of a, a, a dual or tried uh, national uh, coalition trying to get one of the most inspirational men uh, in the history of the planet out of prison. Uh, and that's, I mean, that a lot of times that's what it takes. It takes shocks to the system to wake you up. So, you know, my, you know, um, white liberals with Trump took a shot, shot to the system. But the, the, my issue with that is until you personally were threatened, you didn't care. We've been threatened, abused, and killed for five centuries ongoing. I haven't heard from y'all. But now because your livelihood's threatened, now you care. That's my problem with that. Donald Trump is the worst type of human being. He's the Republican version of Hillary Clinton. He is awful. But it took him for you to care. That's my problem. These Trump protests are driving me crazy. They are driving me crazy. Because, it, again, it took, it took your comfort, your comfort, your white comfort, to be threatened for you to care. It didn't take Tyree King being murdered by the Cleveland police, a 13-year-old kid. It didn't take Trayvon Martin being killed by a civilian, and then the civilian <laughs> got acquitted. And the pers- a person who tried to kill him, Zimmerman, got 20 years in prison. None of that, none of that shook you. It took your own comfort. It took your own comfort to stand up and finally go, well, geez, I think this system's kind of messed up. An electoral college? What's that? What are we doing? And that that's my issue with that. But as for Leonard and Mamiya Abdul-Jamal and, and Kevin Cooper and Oscar Lopez Rivera and I, I mean I could go on and on and on and on and on. These are the folks we need to take advice from. We need to follow their lead. We need to finish the job that they have fought so hard on. Our own liberation as black people, Hispanic people, Latino people, uh, black people, trans people. I mean, you have Chelsea Clinton at Chelsea Clinton with uh, that's that's how crazy this election is. Messes with somebody mind, somebody's mind saying Chelsea Clinton's in a maximum security person. Chelsea Manning, Chelsea Manning is behind bars and for a while was in solitary. All she did was tell the truth. She showed the lies, uh, the lies, the deception, the greed, the corruption of the United States. That's all she did. And she's behind bars for it. And 
she's been denied treatment, uh, hormone treatment, and she's been through hell. But again, this is, it's all connected. You could be a woman, you could be an Arab person, black person, trans person. Uh, we're all un- getting stomped on by the same system. If you care to study the, the history books that you, you have to find on your own, uh, one of one good one is uh, lies my teacher uh, told me. Uh, that's a lot of our, the messed up things Columbus did in that one. Uh, if you actually get a hold of those books, what it will teach you is Turtle Island, which is what this place is still be called, you know, modern day America, and Africa before colonialism and uh, you know genocide and slavery. We did it pretty well. You could even say we did it right, uh, politically, uh, socially, uh, especially been talking about uh, uh, women in our society. And um, we did not treat women like we do now back then. Uh, in Africa, a lot of African cultures, women were literal gods, deities, uh, entities that we worshipped. In uh, in indigenous uh, culture, women ran the show. A lot of times you have a figurehead chief, but the women were making a lot of the decisions. And at any time <laughs> the chief started screwing up, like if you had a, you know, if you had a, a, a Gerald Ford or LBJ uh, chief. They, the women wouldn't play around. They would run him out of town. Uh, but stuff can pollute your mind, and uh, you have five centuries of that. It can really pollute your mind, and uh, it's it it kills me how um, see my, my people, black people, see how us black men treat black women. It's, it's disgusting. It's awful. Uh, and native women are the most uh, oppressed people or group in this country, possibly in the world, but in this country. Like, uh, the stats are skewed because reservations are are like their own little, uh, well, like their own little countries. But uh, over one in three Native women are sexually assaulted. Over 80... 80 to 85 percent of them are non-native men, um, and mostly white men. And 60 percent of native women are uh, physically assaulted in their lifetime, uh, and 18 percent of them are stopped in their lifetime, which is terrifying because the uh, sexual assault uh, stats and the uh, stalking stats are double that of black women. And black women are in all kinds of danger they, they shouldn't have to deal with. Uh, but again, that's those are the state of things. Those, that, you know, 
this is what we still have to deal with. And it's really, well, here's the thing. If you care, if you care about your fellow man, it's really hard to see that, especially, again, talking about women, Native and Black women. Uh, you know, I kind of say, like, Black women are, Black women are life. Native women are the earth. And to see our women just abused and denigrated and just, it's, it's, it, it kills me. Uh, and the type of oppression Olympics that will play, it feeds into that because you have a person like God bless her uh, and her unborn baby who, no, and her unborn baby who was killed as well. Uh, Renee Davis uh, was killed by the Washington, uh, by police in Washington state. And it caught a lot more national attention than any murder of a native person that I've seen in, that I, I think I've ever seen since I joined the movement. And you have another native woman months months ago, all the way back to January, if I remember correctly, Jacqueline uh, Sailors. Uh, she had four kids and she was pregnant. And that didn't hit any news other than the indigenous outlets and the local news where she lived. Also in Washington State, she had four kids and she was pregnant. How, how do you not care about that? it's unfathomable. You're talking about a system that will talk about specific protesters rioting about Trump. Okay, that happened. News? All right. But then the same networks do not show the Arab people, uh, the trans people, the uh, gay people, the Hispanic people get the lives beaten half to death by Trump supporters. So there's so much stuff that doesn't get reported. If you want I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. If you want to learn about Native genocide, you have to search for it, past or present, because they don't teach it in school uh, when you grow up. A lot of history classes, even in college, do not teach it. And they'll, <laughs> they'll, change, the, they'll change the language of it if they do gloss over it. Yeah, it wasn't genocide. It was a, it was a conquest. The conquest, yeah, right? It was a conquest, slamming native babies against rocks until their bones were shown was conquest. And then, flash forward to today, you have uh, Kira Friedman 
two-year-old precious angel of this earth taken from us for the same reason. In this fact, and in this case, it would be uh, the old saying is kill the Indian, save the man, or kill the Indian, save the child. Kill the Indian, kill the child. And you have close to a thousand native children each year. Yes, 2016. Kidnapped, stolen from their families and sold for money to white families in the United States of America. Here, right now. I have a friend that happened to. He is the I can't remember the phrase he used for it, but he has the, the pay stub for his own sale. I, I don't I don't know how to fathom that. How do you put a worth on a human being? And then you you can even go further into that. Okay, so obviously white people are of God and they're just beautiful Aryan children. And everybody, you know, we're behind them. So so what a white baby would be I don't know, two million, especially if they're healthy. So, like, black or native kid, a lot less. I'm not even. I'm not even play the, play the game of how little. But it, it it was little enough for someone to afford to buy my friend. That sounds crazy, as I just said. Buy my friend. And they didn't even know they were native in, until uh, a few years ago, which is not abnormal because even if you are native, the the erasure of native culture is so prevalent. Uh, oh, look at the World Series. Uh, it's 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 terrifying. I mean. You, Native children are taking their own lives because they they feel so dehumanized. They don't feel human. How can you feel human when you know that you, you, your own people are sold as babies for money and then your culture gets completely taken from you? And in so many cases, even to this day, but obviously more so in the past, if you practice your native culture in school or with your adopted family, you're chastised or beaten or other worse stuff. And it's hard to feel human. I can't even, I mean, I've had some messed up stuff happen to me in my life, even still to this day, but I can't even imagine any of that. I can't fathom. I have no idea. But the key is try to get an idea. Just give it a shot. Go pick up that hasn't been whitewashed. Go pick up a news article about uh, Renee Davis or uh, Lenny Estrada or Mavis Goodblanket. Um, a rose downwind, and there was a a big 
big uh, article that came out on the, I guess, like the CNN version of Canada. I think it's the CBC. Uh, and what was, yeah, cbc.ca. Uh, all the documented cases of the missing or murdered indigenous women, if you don't know what that is, just type in hashtag MMIW in Twitter. Now, I bring this up for two reasons, because one, because well, it should be the number one story on the news till it's stopped and not a thing anymore. This happens in the U.S. and even more so in Canada. Um, at that point, the estimated figure of current Indigenous women missing or murdered is about 1,500. From what I understand, it's more than double that, possibly more than that. Uh, and I, one of the toughest things I ever did in my life, I went through every single one in that, uh, expose, every, uh, native woman or girl. And there was so many times I, I had to stop because it hurt too much or I started crying or both, uh, or because I, my blood pressure literally went up and I get so angry. I didn't know what to do with myself. So I just, just take a walk, take a walk, go to sleep, something else. Uh, but the, if you read those cases that still happen to this very second, it's bone chilling. Isn't uh, enough to describe that the things that these women were put through and girls babies none of that <laughs> you don't hear about any of that you hear about a kardashian you'll hear about well, yeah what socks trump wore this morning but you know you don't hear about ashlyn mike you know a little Native girl who was killed. You know, you don't hear about Kara Friedman, a two-year-old, two years old. And I remember. I mean, a lot of this sounds cold when and I could I could feel it come out of my mouth or when I I put it on the keyboard. But it's a justified thought. How can you? And again, God bless her. And I thank God she's living and, and, and is able to push through all the hell that she went through. It's years and years and years after the Elizabeth Smart ordeal. And we're still talking about it, as we should. We still, still talk about it because, you know, pedophilia and rape culture are serious, serious issues. But it, Kira Friedman died this year, she died in, in the summer of 2016. The hell is the coverage? Where's the coverage? But nobody cares. She's native, so who cares? They don't exist. They're all gone. They all died of a cold. 
you imagine hearing that all the time and you're of that people? And you think about that. You want to think about that for like five seconds? Your own race of people are minimized to a baseball team and they don't even get the name right. Indians live in India. Serious. And this, I, I see, this comes to my mind like randomly here and there. Washington's football team, the Red Slurs, the Foreskins, whatever you want to call. Uh, obviously, the R word. I mean, it's as bad as the N word. Its history and its creation is worse than the N word because they were literally scouts and killed. And that's why they were called that word. It's still are. Uh, but Washington Red Slurs, it's a double, it's doubly racist. Could you remember? Okay, so they're named after George, obviously Washington, D.C., George Washington. Horrible, genocidal, racist man. And then you can add the Red Slurs on top of that. The Washington Red Slurs. Are, are you kidding me? You're kidding me. I don't know how, I don't know how these, I mean, black people have backbones of steel, but I, I don't know how native people deal with this stuff every day. And I know it sounds like a broken record. I say, anybody who follows me on Twitter uh, hears me say that all the time, but I want to apologize for repeating it because I, I don't, I don't know how they deal with it. Um, my brain hurts from thinking about how they deal with it. And that's one of the reasons why I, I, I love them so much and, and, and push as hard as I do for solidarity between our two races. Like just like Leonard Peltier does to this very day, he's pen pals with Mamiya Abdul Jamal. And to show you how similar continuous genocides are, uh, the state is trying to slowly kill the both of them. They won't treat Mamiya uh, and they won't treat Peltier. And they both have diabetes. And anybody who has that awful uh, disease knows that has to be treated. It's kind of a mini miracle they're both still alive. Mini miracle. Okay, it's a miracle they're both still alive. But again, that's uh, that's what we're dealing. With. That's what we're dealing with. And I, when I started on this Peltier thing, uh, I talked to one of Peltier's lawyers who had uh, dealt with the Momia case, and I asked him, "Is there anything to be done from from Momia?" So I was thinking maybe we do like a red and black solidarity thing, especially because they're still friends. And he tells me, no, Lamia's only shot is legal is legal action. And my heart just sunk like it just it instantly drowned. Um, but the the good thing is that. Peltier gets freed, 
with these uh, 68, uh, 68, 67 days we have left. Mamiya, I think, has a shot just because the movement would be pushed so much further. Uh, Mamiya would have a shot, I think. And others uh, would have a shot. Like, again, Oscar Lopez Rivera would have a shot. I mean, Oscar's, Oscar's 73. Mamiya's over 60. Peltier's 72. Kevin Cooper's almost 60. And then I know Kevin was not an activist when he went in uh, to prison and went on death row, but he is one now. And even if he wasn't, He's had, you know, more than half his life taken away from him because of the color of his skin. I mean, that's that's just like I'm I'm 29. These guys have been in there longer than my entire life, and they're fight they're still fighting tooth and nail for us. I mean, that 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 not only does it mean something, it means everything. You know, we're, we're uh, Native people uh, have elders, and uh, I get you know, I guess brothers and sisters are you know, our fathers, our mothers, our grandparents, what have you. But uh, the older folks, they know a lot of the time, and when, when we don't, um, and we again need to follow their lead, especially you know, Oscar or Kevin or uh, Mamiya or Leonard Peltier. You know, the, the work they've done, the work they do, the fight uh, they put out. When they, I mean, really don't have to. They really don't. I mean, all those and then so many more political prisoners uh, or just illegally incarcerated people uh, they have every right to check out and just go eh, I, whatever whatever yeah, I, I'm never getting out of here they may, they may kill me tomorrow whatever but they don't they don't they don't check out and I wanted to I want to share this again because I was it made my how it probably made my year just the way Kevin Cooper wrote this and and at the, the time that we are at in history in this country and what I fight so hard for and sadly so often from my own folks take a verbal beating for pushing for solidarity between uh, black and indigenous people. But Kevin Cooper wrote this, I'm not going to share the whole thing, but I'll just share a little bit of it. Custer died for their sins. Very, very good title, by the way. Um, and talking, he's talking about, starts the essay talking about Custer and paying the ultimate price for the sins of uh, certain white people of this time. Now I'm just quoting verbatim. Uh, 
white people of his, uh, his time who committed damn near every type of crime against humanity upon indigenous people of this country. Actually, okay, I'm going to read the whole thing. It's only like four paragraphs. So much, so much so that many different tribes of indigenous people came together, some, some who were sworn enemies, to fight and defeat their common oppressor. Here in 2016, once again, many different tribes of indigenous peoples, and not just from this country, but from around the world, have come together to defeat their common modern-day oppressor. They are gathered in North Dakota to stand up and peacefully fight for their human rights and against oil pipelines being run through their sacred lands and underneath their lifeline, which is their water. Repeatedly, the indigenous peoples of this country and around the world are fighting for their birthright, their right to be who they are and to live and not just exist as what they are, human beings. As human beings, they demand their human rights. They demand it now, the right to live free and in peace and to drink clean water from an uncontaminated river. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Alexander, author of The New Jim Crow and the Age of Colorblindness wrote, quote, this nation was founded on the idea that some lives don't matter. Freedom and justice for some, not all. That's the foundation. Yes, progress has been made in some respects, but it hasn't come easy. There's an unfinished revolution waiting to be won, unquote. That revolution is happening now in different parts of this country, from the inner cities to the Great Plains of North Dakota, the descendants of the first people of this country, first peoples of this country, and the descendants of slaves, both who were left out of the U.S. Constitution, where it was written, and who are treated like afterthoughts or footnotes ever since, have a common goal to get their oppressor to stop oppressing them and start respecting them as human beings that we are. This part just, uh, just gets me a little emotional in, in, a, in a good way. <sighs> Black lives matter, red lives matter, and there's a potential for something great to happen out of this historical oppression of these two proud and long-suffering oppressed peoples are coming together in dignity and solidarity and working together for our common good in this very real fight for our collective humanity. As, as the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King once stated, quote, it's better to walk in dignity than to ride in humiliation, unquote. Our dignity, self-respect, and self-worth will no longer allow for us to be humiliated by the powers that be. And that was the incredible essay, Custer Died for Their Sins, by Kevin Cooper, who five federal judges have said, who have, uh, sorry, excuse me, sorry. Five federal judges have said publicly 
that he is innocent, looking at all the evidence available, and there's a mountain full. Kevin's almost 60, and he's been on death row for over three decades. He's nearly killed in 2004 and still suffers PTSD because of that horrible ordeal. And there are plenty of Kevin's essays on SaveKevinCooper.org. And they're incredible. They're just incredible. And he's incredible. And he called me, I I remember talking talking to him about a month ago. And he called me, and he's, you know, two people do this saying, and how are you, how are you? And uh, I told him about my efforts for Peltier. And so often, you know, especially with indigenous people, uh, you know, you have to explain who Peltier is. Kevin stopped me. <laughs> he stopped me. He said, uh, no, no, I, I know. I remember. Wounded me. No, no. He got the, I always get the, I always forget the year. I just have a horrible memory. He got the year right. <laughs> he, he said, oh, no, no, no. American Indian movement. I know. In prison, prison in Florida. I know. No, no, no. I know. And uh, Amnesty International is in defense of both Kevin and, and Leonard, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, I would check out safekevincooper.org, uh, especially since Prop 66 passed in California and the death penalty is stronger than it's been in at least 10 years. And Kevin's been in there for 10 years longer than anybody executed in California since 1978. So you may want to check that out. But as for Peltier, as I wrap this up, we will be in D.C. in six days. Anything and every anything and everything you can provide uh, for this fight that we're just coming in at the late stage. Native people have been fighting for Peltier for 40 years and never lose sight of that. And I'm thankful it's, I mean, it's straight on inspiration. It's fuel uh, to keep fighting for Peltier and keep fighting in the movement for for our liberation. Uh, but any help you can provide, and if you can make it out to the encampment, uh, we'll have a sign-up sheet. You can donate two hours, two days, two weeks, whatever. Because we all, I mean, this is a capitalistic society. Everybody's got to make money. Everybody has, you know, everybody's got to work, got kids, family, all understandable. So if you can donate 30 minutes or 30 days, uh, it'll help free Leonard Peltier. If you can donate cash, if you can donate uh, supplies, that'll help. Uh, my DMs are open always on Twitter at Nolan Hack, N-O-L-A-N-H-A-C-K. You can hit me up there. You can hit us up on uh, Together We Stand, which is what uh, this is the group that this is under. Uh, 
togetherwestand.nationbuilder.com. And of course, we partner with the International uh, Leonard Peltier Defense Committee, and they have, we're doing, I mean, we're collaborating on all this, but uh, they've got an amazing uh, week in December and uh, for Leonard, and it will also be in Washington. And uh, I would suggest to check that out uh, on uh, the International uh, Leonard Peltier Defense Committee uh, website. And they've been doing, I mean, it, uh, Peter was telling me, but I think he said it on the, on the first show, that the Defense Committee has been for 40 years. Uh, so, you know, the, again, we're coming in at the late stage uh, in, you know, in overtime or whatever, you know, whatever uh, analogy you want to uh, use. Um, and there'll be uh, also with the help of American uh, University, though, from the 4th to the 10th, uh, stand up for indigenous rights and clemency for Leonard Peltier. Um who's been in prison, he's been in prison for 14,890 days, 16 hours, 50 minutes, and 23 seconds, 24 seconds, 25 seconds, 26 seconds, 27 seconds, 30 seconds. So a long time, over 40 years. So hit up both those websites uh, to join this fight for Leonard Peltier. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter if you'd like to help in any way. Same thing. And uh, it's now 4:50 on the West Coast, and we want to thank everybody involved uh, in getting to this point and our for our National Day of Action. Uh, Harvard. Uh, UCLA and USC, uh, Washington State, UNLV, uh, Whitman College, uh, Penn. I'm leaving some out because there were so many. <laughs> and definitely uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, Kimberly Ann and uh, Tonja Honzi. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, all Olympia, uh, Washington today uh, as well. Uh, Chauncey Peltier, who is an amazing artist, check out his artwork uh, that he does to honor his father. It's on the uh, Who is Leonard Peltier info website, which is the International Leonard Peltier Defense Committee website. Uh, amazing uh, artwork. Well, I will say goodbye to you all and wish you a wonderful uh, Saturday, and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Um, I want to thank uh, Segby Fernandez, uh, my co-host, and uh, Susie Bear, Peter Clark, uh, everybody who listened as well and participated in all the things we've done for the past uh, month and a half. And we got 60, 67 days of free Leonard Peltier. I just put it, put it that simply. Uh, take care, everybody.